What has been your biggest fall in life to date? Liana told me about hers, and I'm sure this resonates with many of us. The realization that she is a flawed human being and that no amount of trying is going to change that fact. We're all a little broken and lost. In today's conversation, Bernard Donata, who goes by the artist's name Lullaboy, talks to us about what it is like to make mistakes and lose opportunities. According to him, these are what makes us human. Yeah, could you help us just give a very short introduction of yourselves for our listeners? Sure. Um, so my name is Bernard Donata. I go with the artist's name Lullaboy, and I am. A uh, singer-songwriter, um, I make emotional pop R&B music, and I've been releasing music for many, many years now. Um, I'm 25 right now, so I just graduated from college, uh, university last year. Mm-hmm. And now I finally get to really pursue being a musician and an artist full-time. Nice. That's a, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How has it been for you so far, like moving to the US and and starting there? So that that's the crazy thing because I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And I always feel like my life is just one crazy journey. And um, for example, like when quarantine hit, I moved from Boston, which was where my school was, back to Singapore to be with my family. And then after that, I stayed in Jakarta for a little bit. And then now I'm in LA and it's always been my dream to kind of like travel the world and do music. Um, But right now I find myself here in LA and I've been here for maybe one week. One week? Yeah, yeah, very short. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's really exciting, but that must be very uh, disorienting as well. Just trying to figure out how to settle in. Have you been yeah, exactly. That? Um, fortunately, I have some family members here who are helping me out, and um, I, it's not like I'm starting from starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's cool is that you know I, I really get a time now to experience what it would be like if I were to actually live in LA, mm-hmm. and that's like the purpose of me being here. Um, my initial plan is just to stay here for like one month. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll head back to Asia, but we'll see. We'll see. You have three <laughs> yeah. weeks to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but what takes you to LA specifically? Um, are you planning to look for the record labels there? Um, what What are your thoughts about that? Well, um, LA is the place where so many uh, i wanted to say like every musician but let me just say so many musicians really <laughs> want to come to yeah because it's kind of like the center and i remember when i was in in berkeley college of music in boston the plan for people after graduation was to go to one of three cities either los angeles uh, new york city or nashville mm. and so there are these three three places all three doing a little bit different types of music but I've always had this dream to to pursue music in LA. Right. Um, out of that three, those three locations, why LA? Like, do you, do you feel like connect the best to the style of music there? Well, I really love the city and I was actually born in LA. Mm. Um, oh. 
So I was, I spent maybe six years, I did kindergarten here <laughs> and then I moved and I did primary one onwards in Singapore. Mm, um, I see, I see. So I've always felt, um, I've always felt a kind of connection to LA and Nashville, it was more centered towards country music. Mm. Um, New York is just too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see. Um, what, who would you say your target audience is for your kind of music? Do you have a target audience or do you just hope to reach out to as, as many people as possible? My, my target audience is um, people who feel just as lost as I do. And people who are <laughs> yeah. trying to... Also, so that's us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I, I feel like um, we're all connected in that way. Like yeah. we're, we're all just trying to figure out our lives and, and what to do next and yeah. how to kind of like find our purpose in life. And mm -hmm. that's what my music is for. It's, it's for the people who are just like me. Yeah, we should use that for our. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the same thing. we really should. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, guys. Use it. <laughs> um. Okay. So maybe we can talk a little bit about um how you went into music because the last time we talked, I think you brought up the the idea that you may possibly go into business. Mm -hmm. mm. And how how did you make the considerations between business and music? So my whole life, um, I've been surrounded by businessmen and women um, because that's what my uh, family does. And everybody's kind of involved in some sort of business, you know. And mm -hmm. so I've always been like in that, in that world, I guess, just hearing about everything that's going on. Um, and so... That's what they wanted me to do, actually. They, they wanted me to pursue business and go to like college to do a business degree. Um, and I, I remember them telling me, okay, you can major in business and, you, and how about you minor in music? Mm. And so for a long time, that's what I thought I was going to do. Um, and I remember like studying really hard in school and stuff and, and I actually got into a few good universities, but I also applied for music school just for fun. Um, mm. Because at that time, I was actually serving uh, my NS and I was in the music department, mm. um, the Singapore Armed Forces Music and Drama Company, as they call it. Mm. And so I was doing music every single day. And I had a chance to experience like what that would be like, you know, to be like this full-time musician. And yeah. I remember really, really enjoying it. Um, and so, yeah, I applied for music school just for fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, everything was going according to, I guess, the conventional way. It was supposed to go that way. Yeah. And I was going to pick one of my like schools, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. one of those schools that I got into to study business. But then when I checked in, just I was like checking into like the Berkeley uh, application website again. And I realized that I missed my audition date for music <laughs> school. Uh -huh. So so I guess at that time, I didn't really know what I was going to do. But 
But I remember when I saw that I had missed the audition for Berkeley, that's when I felt like this, like kind of like piercing feeling in my heart, like, oh my gosh, did I just miss out on, on something that could have been great? And I realized at that moment that that's what I truly, truly wanted. Mm. And it's crazy because sometimes like you only know you want something when it's gone. Yeah. So that's, that was my story of how I ended up in the, oh, but I didn't even tell you guys. Yeah. So I ended up auditioning anyways. I I switched my audition (laughs) date. Yeah, I auditioned and then I got in and all of that stuff. And then, yeah, three years went by, but yeah, I wouldn't have changed anything. So when you decided that you wanted to go to music school, um, what was your family's reaction? Ooh, um, at first they were shocked because nobody in my family is a musician, uh, like a professional musician, you know. Um, and so they, I think one of their fears was that they would have no way to teach me and guide me and mentor me. Whereas if I had gone into the business world, then they would have been able to kind of show me the ropes. But because nobody was like pursuing music, and I guess it's not the traditional thing of what to do. Yeah. Uh, they were shocked at first, but um, I think they also, they saw me perform and they saw the way that music can actually touch people and mm-hmm. and make the world a better place and I think that was more important to them that I did something that could make a difference um so yeah after a while they were very supportive nice yeah I think we we keep on touching on this point when we like talk to a lot of people but like having those people around you to really like support you um it's so important because like things could have gone really differently you know if like you don't have those people to like constantly be supporting you yeah and I think the journey of for sure, like everyone's journey is difficult. And I think I think just not having people to remind you that you can do it can kind of kill you eventually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, because sometimes like uh, it's hard for us to tell that to ourselves. Yeah, I can do it. I can do it. But it really helps when other people help um, to kind of um, encourage us. Hmm. Um. So you've been wanting to be a musician ever since you were young. Am I right to say that? I've always loved music. Uh-huh. I've always loved um, self-expression and, and the arts, but I never really knew that I wanted to be like a full-time musician mm. until until actually going to the army when, uh-huh. I, when I had that. Yeah, so that's, uh, people are always shocked when I say that because like, what does music have to do with the army? But... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I I actually really really have NS to to thank right. for helping me discover um, what I truly love. Hmm. I find it interesting because I had the impression that um, a lot of musicians would want to be musicians uh, uh, would want to be a musician ever since you were young. Mm-hmm. They were younger, I guess. But I think we've spoken to a couple of musicians already, and it seems that the common story is that they, they stumble upon their passions more often than yeah. they want to be a musician since they were young, you know? Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely, there's there's different people. There's some people who are kids and they just want to, they already know that they want to be the center stage. Yeah. And 
um, be like a pop star or something. But mm. I don't I don't think that was me. For me, um, I was just always in love with the way that music made me feel. Mm. And I wanted to see if other people could also feel through my stories and my personal experiences. So it started off as just that, a form of self-expression, mm. and then it turned into something more. Mm. I really wonder if it's like, because all the people we've been talking to are Asian. So, <laughs> it's, so it's not really like a thing that your parents are like, oh, well, you should become a musician when you're like at a very young That's age. Very true, yeah. So it's not something they, it's like they ever think about until they realize that, oh, actually I'm good at this. Like maybe I should do this. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to be a musician oh, when I was young. <laughs> when I was did like you nine really? Yes. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, because um, you know, there was this era where the pop punk scene was doing really well, like the Paramore, mm-hmm. Simple Plan. I wanted to yeah. be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassingly, you still can. It's not working out, guys. <laughs> no, we can. Uh, we can do a feature. Like, oh I'll my gosh, no, no, thank you, please. <laughs> Um, but touching on the point that um, you know how certain experiences and losing certain opportunities can really teach you about some things that you really want and you never noticed. I think that's that's a great point. I think that's um, that's where exposing yourself to different opportunities can give you some insight about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I I, I agree with that point mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Um. In your journey to establishing yourself as a musician, um, could you tell us a little bit about your ups and downs, the more significant ones for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess my my version of loss, right, in, mm. in my journey. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing. There, there, there's just been so, so many ups and downs. Um, and I I wouldn't say that maybe being a musician has more ups and downs than than others, but I definitely have like my own fair share of stories, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember one of them like pretty clearly, and that was when I actually joined. Um, I joined this competition in Singapore, and it was kind of like the Singapore Idol at that mm-hmm. time and it was called the final one mm-hmm. um and so this was a show that was like on tv and uh, in channel five and i was only i was only like 17 at that time i remember um but the thing is like i remember being super um big-headed at that time when i was 17 because i was performing all the time and um I had the fortune of like winning these band competitions and performing like around the world with through my school, which was very supportive as well. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that like, I thought I was good. And I thought that I had something, something like to offer the world. Yeah. And so when I joined the competition, I was like super, super um, positive minded, but also maybe a little bit arrogant and naive and I remember I got through the first round and then when it the first round being the auditions 
And then when it was finally the live show, it was a top 60, I remember they called it. Yeah. And I got eliminated in the in that round, that first day when I had so many hopes and dreams, like I, I got eliminated. Mm-hmm. And that took a huge like toll on me. And mm-hmm. I guess what I believed wasn't necessarily true mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, and I remember feeling really down and, and just in a way, like losing my passion for music. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't meant for me. Like, you know, maybe this isn't my path. Mm-hmm. And then it took me actually two years to like pick myself back up. And that was through like, I went, I joined NS already. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, to get in more into music. And then I got the chance to join the final one season two. <laughs> and I remember when I heard the news that season two was out, I was super scared. Like mm-hmm. everything came, everything came back to me. Like all those feelings of like, um, not being good enough, like it all came back. But I really wanted to push myself and and I tried my best to grow in those two years as a musician and as a person. And they really humbled me. And when I joined season two, um, I made it all the way this time to the top uh, seven. And so <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's, uh, so that was like one big story of loss for me that Mm -hmm. turned into something greater because I needed that first season in order to teach me and make me a stronger and better person and musician Mm -hmm. but can I ask like how do you I guess moderate yourself like how do you not go in the complete opposite direction then and like have just no confidence that's, How do you a, find that's balance? a very, very good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. It's a lifelong question. <laughs> um, and that question is very connected to the concept of overthinking. Mm. Um, because it's overthinking where we feel like we're like not good enough. Um, and I truly believe that that feeling is our greatest enemy. And that's another thing that makes us all, like keeps us all in common yeah. is that overthinking is our greatest enemy. Mm-hmm. And you know how there's sometimes when people say the only person standing in your way is yourself. Yeah. Um, I think what they really mean is that the reason you haven't achieved your dreams is because you overthink and you stop that process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are definitely times um, still where I question uh, my abilities, especially when you see all of these amazing, talented people in the world and yeah. and people say, uh, don't compete, but it's hard when, yeah. when you just see everybody so good. Yeah. And yeah, like as a musician, all these young kids, like they're so talented. And, um, and I guess, you know, we, I want to show the world who I am, but sometimes I'm afraid of being judged. Yeah. Um, but there is a solution to this. And 
I believe that it is about finding your niche and just that the only way to stand out is to be yourself. Yeah. Because there is literally nobody like you in the world. Like even if you had a twin, they wouldn't be like you, you know, they just look like you, mm-hmm. but um, it's up to us to like highlight the characteristics that make us who we are. Yeah. And I do believe that that is going to resonate with somebody. Hmm. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, but what about the process of understanding who we are? Because I feel like we can only tell people about our stories if we understand ourselves. Did you have like a, what was your process like in finding your identity? Or do you feel like you're still finding what you want to represent? Hmm. Well, that's an interesting about interesting thing about my personal identity is that I I haven't fully found it. I haven't mm-hmm. the whole thing about my music is like that constant search for answers mm-hmm. to to love and answers for answers to life. And yeah. so that feeling of of being lost ended up becoming my identity. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty smart. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that I can I can I can focus on and I truly believe that it's always a journey and mm. and we'll never fully be able to get those answers, but yeah. as long as we keep searching for it, um then like that's the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah, I think I don't know. Sometimes I do feel like oh, I just want to figure things out, but but then I wonder if anybody has actually ever figured things out for themselves. <laughs> like I need to find one person who has like absolutely <laughs> figured their entire life out, and I want to know what's going through their mind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think it's smart to make your identity um just this this constant state of transitions, you know, because <laughs> yeah, because um everyone's constantly in that state and sometimes I think brands when you you find a niche and then you try to just build your brand based on that idea it makes it a little bit difficult for you to move out of that yeah. brand um, but I think just because your concept is that you're, you're in a lost state <laughs> which occurs very frequently for people yeah I, I guess that's that's I don't know that it's it's easier for you to just sell that to people because everyone feels that like that yeah and you know as much as we try to find uh like get into that state of enlightenment it's so hard mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you could you could go your whole life like trying to find um whatever it is like that answer yeah, yeah. but you realize that maybe the answer was like in the journey itself mm-hmm. yeah yeah um you know you were talking about how um you you feel i mean it's natural for us to want to compare ourselves to people because you see these amazing talents are all around you right i guess that's also within the science school or like everywhere you know yeah it's everywhere everywhere, i think yeah you can't help but like even you wear like a certain piece of clothing and you're like oh that person's wearing it better than me like you just can't help but do that true, for like everyday true. things yesterday there was a girl who wore the same pants as me <laughs> <laughs> did, did you think that <laughs> yes i did <laughs> but yeah yeah um but going back to the idea of overthinking 
do you feel like um, this trade, like we, we all know that it's, it makes things difficult for us sometimes. Do you feel like it has helped you um, in just exploring your thoughts for your music? Hmm. When it comes to songwriting, mm. it definitely helps um, because it helps you truly, truly dive into a story and yeah. look at all the different aspects and try to embody all those different aspects. But in general, it's like the opposite of helpful. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, like I said, it's the worst, it's the greatest enemy um, for any creator, or I believe any human being on earth. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we shouldn't just like doubt ourselves so quickly. Um, but that's the thing, like what causes the overthinking is maybe believing that we're going to be judged or yeah. or that what we create isn't good enough. And like, I truly believe like you never know till you try. And mm -hmm. as long as you, you do what your heart tells you to do, yeah, that's, uh, that's like, that's all you need to do, you know, mm -hmm. and somebody's going to resonate with it. And I truly believe in the end, you're going to make the world a better place. Yeah, I, th I think you're really brave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I think you're really brave because um, I feel like it's difficult to, to put yourself out there. And I think doing music really makes you very vulnerable because you're standing there waiting for people to know you, you know. Um, and I feel like you've... you've made a couple of big decisions you know joining like public competitions like the final one um i don't know just putting your stuff out in social media which i think is a big step I mean, yeah I, I don't feel like i would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but what drives you to do that because i feel like that stops a lot of people from reaching out just being afraid how do you feel yeah. like you i don't know take the first few steps to moving forward well definitely for example let's say i was to put out a song and and the song wasn't really doing very well and it wasn't gaining as much popularity as as another song mm. um it's very easy to say oh maybe that piece of art i created wasn't very good mm. you know and it, that, that's why sometimes somebody might try to do something and when they don't get the response they expected, they stop doing that thing and, and it, it becomes a fear. Yeah. But you never know, like number one, like what if you had waited a little bit mm -hmm. and the song may have like exploded and become really popular mm -hmm. or even just to the smallest thing, like what if somebody heard that song and they felt better like you improve their day just by one song and just one person like I guess that kind of boils down to what is your definition of success mm. um, and sometimes it really helps me when when I start to freak out and everything it helps me when I think like, oh deep down in the core of it as long as I can help one if I can just help one person like that's enough for me mm. um and that helps me once again, like create mm. and I guess take away the fear and just go for it, you know? Wow. 
<laughs> that's like really it, it sounds straightforward I feel like I mean like it, not in a bad way but it does I think if you really focus on things that matter to you and what could matter to other people then it does take away some of the the anxiety so yeah the and the pressure yeah that's true mm-hmm. and you know definitely we feel it when we when we grow up in Singapore mm. the competition and like oh how do you how are you supposed to like I guess stand out yeah. when everybody is also doing something similar or you know it, it's it's really tough yeah. um, growing up in that Singapore society um, but that comes back to what I said earlier and how you just have to do what you do you know mm. and it, try your very best to like not see left and right but just look forward and do mm. what you do the only time we should be looking at competition is to learn from them mm. but not to let them like pull us down bog us down mm. um right now uh what do you think your aspirations are, are like where do you see where do you want to see yourself um I don't know, in, in a year, maybe? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> well, I hope that the virus is gone. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that we can have, like, live shows again. Yeah. You know, I would I would really love to perform at a festival. That's mm-hmm. one of those dreams that I'm, I'm trying to strive for. Yeah. Because... It seems to me that every time I achieve something, I always I like bask in the glory for like one day and then <laughs> I'm on to the next thing, you know? I want to uh-huh. achieve more. And yeah. that's that's just life. Like we're, we always want more and we always want to want to do more and push our boundaries. Yeah. Um so it, yeah, if, if we're gonna talk about like quantifiable things, maybe I would like to to um get like maybe a hundred thousand youtube subscribers okay um within within the next year Mm -hmm. um perform at a festival and just get my music out there and and hopefully uh touch people good luck yes (laughs) thank you believe in you for sure (laughs) don't don't take all of mine though I want to ask a bit about like social media and like marketing yourself because I think yeah. what we both notice is that in Singapore like there are good artists here but then maybe they don't market themselves very well yeah. do you think that because like you were around people with like a business sense you were able to market yourself better well <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, the answer is yes. And marketing yourself as an artist, as a musician is probably maybe 80%. Mm. Okay, fine, fine. 75% um, (laughs) of, of the whole thing, because you could be like the most influential, amazing musician in the world. But if you're just singing from your closet or your bathroom, it's not going to have any effect on anyone in the, in this world. 
Yeah. Um, nobody's going to hear it. Mm. So truly, like marketing is a thing that people often uh, skip out on or they don't really get into it because they believe that if you just express yourself, like somebody's going to hear it. But mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. And there is a tr- there is a beauty to it. There's a beauty to social media marketing. Mm-hmm. And just, you you can be yourself, but show people who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, if you can find that balance, I think that that makes a genuine um, artist. And you'll always, you won't have to feel like you're not being yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like, uh, okay, Obviously, we're not like artists or anything, but with this <laughs> podcast, we we are just like we just find it so hard to like show ourselves on social media to the point that we had to get on like other people <laughs> to help us out with that because we just we just didn't. I guess it's like a bit uncomfortable. So, like, how much of yourself do you want to show, and like, do you want to put like so much out there and then you can't like take it back? I guess, yeah, how, how do you deal with it? Right, so there's definitely, um, it's a scale and y- every individual person has to decide how much of themselves do they want, are they willing to show mm-hmm. to the world? Because ultimately, um, y- you should put yourself uh, at the forefront of your decisions yeah. because you mm-hmm. don't wanna be unhappy in the end. So of course you have to do what makes you comfortable but at the same time, I think don't don't be scared to push your push your limits and and see truly truly what you can do, you know. Yeah, Shiva. <laughs> it's also you. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> um, I'm also wondering because I feel like you've been to many places. Like you you first lived in LA and then you lived in Singapore and then you lived in Jakarta. Do you feel like this international experiences? also help you um I don't know understand different different contexts better and how I don't know how you want to sell yourself or brand yourself yeah Mm -hmm. because every place I've been to and everywhere that I've lived the cultures are so very different Mm -hmm. but at the center of it all what I have found is that everybody just wants to be loved and wants to give love. Mm. Um, All this other stuff, all of the other crazy stuff in the world, it surrounds it, you Mm. know? Like it all comes up, yeah, for sure. But at the Mm. center of it all, it's that that longing for love. Mm. And that's something that keeps everyone connected yeah um so it definitely helped me a lot to uh to find that identity Mm. and knowing what I want to do with Mm. my life Mm. yeah that's also interesting because um I think this is also what the podcast has been teaching us yeah like everyone's different but everyone's going through similar things in a sense you know Mm -hmm. um like you said everyone's lost to some extent <laughs> um, and yeah. everyone's just trying their best like life is difficult <laughs> it is yeah 
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely, and we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.